Welcome everybody to another great installment of Calvary Christian Center. We pray that today's message encourages you and inspires you like never before. So sit back, grab your notes, your notepad, and enjoy this message live from Calvary Christian Center. I know we stood a lot today, but will you stand for the reading of God's Word? That is my custom. You say, well, Pastor, I've been standing for 30 plus minutes. Well, I've been standing for four hours. Come on, somebody. So I just feel like there's victory in the atmosphere. Yeah. I said, I feel like there's victory in the atmosphere. Uh, I'm going to tell you that I'm armed today with a hope-restoring, harvest-releasing, destiny-provoking, devil-binded, cancer-rebuking, crack-delivering, child-saving, real-deal, mind-blowing, demon-chasing word today. Did anybody come to get one of them kind of words? I'm here for you. Deuteronomy 26, just let me say at the preface of this message how much I love you. How thankful I am for you, how much you mean to me, how precious you are to me, how grateful I am to be your pastor. We've got great things in store for 2020. I believe in you, and I believe in your purpose. How many of you believe God is going to bring it to pass? Amen. Deuteronomy 26, 1, and it shall be, when you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, as an inheritance, and you possess it and dwell in it, that you shall take some of the first fruits of all the produce of the ground, which you shall bring from the land that your, the Lord your God is giving you. You shall put it in a basket and go to the place where the Lord your God chooses to make his name abide. One little side note there. Folks, this is the seventh service on four campuses. We're wall-to-wall people today. How many of you would think that the Lord has chosen to make his name abide in your church? Make a little noise if you're thankful for that. You shall go to one of the, who is the priest in those days and say to him, I declare today to the Lord, your God, that I have come to the country which the Lord swore unto your fathers to give us, then the priest shall take the basket out of your hand and set it down before the altar of the Lord your God. You shall answer and say before the Lord your God, my father was a Syrian about to perish, and he went down to Egypt and dwelt there few in number, and there he became a nation great and mighty and populous. But the Egyptians mistreated us and afflicted us and laid hard bondage upon us. Then we cried out to the Lord God of our fathers, and the Lord heard our voice. He looked on our affliction and our labor and our oppression. So the Lord brought us out. He brought us out with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm, with great terror and with signs and wonders. He has brought us to this place and given us a land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Now behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land which I, which you, O Lord, have given me. Then you shall set it before the Lord your God and worship before the Lord your God. So you shall rejoice in every good thing. You got any good thing you can rejoice in? Which the Lord your God has given to you and to your house. Psalms 34, 11. Come, you children of the Lord, listen to me. 
I will teach you to fear the Lord. The Bible said in Psalms 81:10, for it was I, the Lord your God, who rescued you from the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide. Come on. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it with good things. Who's going to open your mouth wide in 2020 and watch the Lord fill it with good things? Now here's the hook. Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first. Somebody shout first. Seek ye first. Somebody shout first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first. Somebody shout first. I'm going to let you announce this sermon title to your neighbor. They've been sleepy all day, but this is about to wake them up. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it is now 2020. And if he's first, then I'm next. My, 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 my. Oh, I need you to tell the religious person behind you, say, neighbor, if he's first, then I'm next. Somebody take a praise break if you're next. Come on, somebody take a praise break if you're next for a breakthrough, if you're next for revival, if you're next for a new season. I want to hear from the people who feel like they are next today. Father, release your word in this house in Jesus' name. Before you sit down, tell three or four people, I'm next, I'm next, I'm next. I came to tell you that somebody in this room is next because he's first, you're next. Next for a miracle. Next to see your children saved. Next for a breakthrough. Next for a promotion. Next for a new season. Next to win the battle that you've been in. Listen, I believe that there is a huge N-E-X-T over somebody's head this morning. I, I need to hear from some folk in 2020. You feel like there are some next opportunities coming your way. Come on and praise him right now. Now, I'm going to do a little bit of reviewing, so you're going to have to bear with me, but I just feel like this is also encompassed in my assignment today. I'm going to warn you up front, I really feel like preaching today. Now, remember, we're in the year 2020, and I thank God for it because we're claiming that this is the year of manifested vision. This is the year where we just don't have vision, but we manifest vision. 2020 represents clarity, right? When you go to the doctor, you want to hear him say you have 2020 vision. So I'm declaring in faith that this is not a year that we grope around. This is not the year that there's a mist or a fog. But this year, we have clarity. Is there anybody who wants 2020 vision in the spirit realm? Somebody give him praise if that's you. Now remember, 2020 is the Gregorian calendar. But on the Hebrew calendar, we're in the year 5780. A couple thousand years ago, the Greeks changed and much of the world went toward the Greek calendar. But God's calendar, the Hebrew calendar, has never changed. So on God's calendar, it's 5780. I don't know about you, but I want to know where I am in the timetable of God. I want my life to line up with God's calendar. So we've left the 5770s. And it's not just a new year, it's a new decade. 
And on all this newness, I've claimed that because my birthday was Thursday and I, and I turned 26 to the power of two, y'all ain't saying nothing. <laughs> but I turned, I, I, I'm older than I was, that's all I'm gonna say. But I am declaring that God is gonna do a new thing in my life in this new decade. Is there anybody over here that needs the Lord to do a new thing in 2020? Anybody in the middle, y'all, how about over here? Y'all need the Lord to do a new thing? Now, eight in, is in, in God's timetable. Remember, the, the Greek letters and, and, and numbers are hieroglyphic, and it is the letter pay, and it literally looks like a mouth. And mouth, uh, your mouth is for declaring, and it's for tasting. So this year, we're gonna make some declarations. Job 22 said, you will declare a thing, and it will be established. And I'm believing that as we speak by faith, death and life are in the power of the tongue. This is not, this is not a magic formula, this is the faith in God formula. That God is able to do what he says he's going to do. So we're gonna see some things established. And I've done a lot of teaching about where we are in the last few weeks, but not only are we gonna declare some things, honey, we're gonna taste some things because the mouth is for tasting. Is there anybody here ready to taste some victory? You're ready to taste a new season? Come on, are you next? Now, when the Jews brought this first fruits offering to the Lord, they didn't bring it to the Lord depressed. They didn't bring it to the Lord afraid. They didn't bring it to the Lord trembling or without confidence. But they brought this offering in an atmosphere of victory, in an atmosphere of celebration. They knew that whatever God said that he would do, he was able to perform it. They knew that God was a faithful God. So bringing this first fruits offering to them was a time of rejoicing. And as I was sitting this week praying and preparing, the Lord just spoke to me. He said, speak this by faith over your people this week. I'm declaring that as you bring your sacred seeds and first fruits offering to the Lord, I'm declaring in faith that 2020 is a year of much rejoicing. Okay, I got a few of you that are there. I've had, I've had my share of years that are full of mourning, years that are full of crying, and years that are full of despair. But who can say with me in faith, not this year. Come on, come on, say not this year, devil. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be my year of rejoicing. This is going to be my year of victory. This is going to be my year when I say, get behind me, devil. No weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. Hallelujah. Who's ready for him to turn mourning into dancing, sorrow into joy? Now remember, he said, you shall take some of the first fruits of the produce of the ground. First means the chief, the choice part. Not your tithe, but the first fruits. You're giving this in faith for what, the, what is to come. This festival was called the Shafut Festival, the festival of first fruits. And God gave me this revelation many years ago. I was actually in Jerusalem. I was in the city of God, and I was, I was actually there at the Temple Institute. And the Lord gave me this revelation in the Temple Institute in Jerusalem. And he said, you need to unlock the power of first fruits for your people. Now remember, 
the Jews brought an offering of seven crops total. There were two that were already in the barn. The first two that they brought was the wheat and the barley. Those crops were already in the barn, but there were five that were not yet in the barn. And so what they did, they went out and cut a portion out of their fields and off of their fruit trees, and they were saying, God, we are bringing this in advance. Even though we've only got two in the barn, we're going to bring you five as a first fruits because we know that if you brought the wheat and the barley, that you can also bring the five crops not fully matured, the olive, the pomegranate, the date, the grape, and the fig and they would bring that to the Lord but what they would do the priest would have loaves made and he would have a wheat loaf and then he would have a barley loaf and he would wave both before the Lord and and the first loaf as he waved that it was very symbolic this loaf said God this is what you've already done he would wave that before the Lord and say, God, you've already delivered us. You've already provided for us. You've already made a way for us. If you don't do anything else, we can praise you based on what you've already done. I wonder if there's anybody here today that you could say, Pastor, if he does nothing else for me, I need to praise him for what he's already done. So I dare somebody right now, put your hands together, and lift up your voice for the goodness that God has already revealed in your life. So he would wave this before the Lord and say, this is what you've already done. But then he would get in radical faith and wave this hand before the Lord and say, this is what you're able to do. This says you've done it before. This says you'll do it again. This said you moved before. This said you'll move again. This said you saved before. This said you'll save again. This said you delivered before. This says you'll deliver again. This said you healed me before. This said you'll heal me again. This said you saved one son. This says you'll save that daughter too. This said you open one door. This says you'll open another door. This said you gave me a job. This said you'll give me a better one. This said you healed my sick body. This said you're still a healer. Ah! So I need somebody to not just raise up one hand, but raise up two hands and say, God, this is for what you've done, but this is for what you're about to do. Somebody give him praise right now if you're checking with me. Uh. Remember now, they gave the wheat and the barley. I feel like preaching. They gave the wheat and the barley offering based on what God had already provided, and they brought the unripened offering from each of the five crops, believing for what was to come. Now, this was an amazing and beautiful act of faith because they didn't have the harvest in the barn of those five fruits. This offering was an offering that acknowledged God for blessing them in that season, but it was an also an offering in faith for the blessing that was to come. I don't know about you, I can only speak for me, but I am declaring in faith, I am speaking in faith that I do not believe that God is through blessing me. Okay, get mad at me if you want to. Come over here, good looking. Come over here, hunk of burning love. Come on, come over here, pretty girl. Come on, that's my darling right there, and I love her, and I'm not ashamed to tell y'all about it. 
Here's what I declare. God's not through blessing you and me. I declare that our children are going to walk in power. I declare that our house is blessed. I declare that God is our healer, our deliverer, our provider, and he's blessed us, honey. He's brought us this far, and he's going to bless us the more. Now, you can get mad at me if you want to. You can write me a nasty note. My email address is Troy at CalvaryFL.com. But I'm telling you, I don't believe that God is through moving in my children, moving in my family, moving in my life. I wonder if there's anybody here. Let me ask you, do you believe that God is through blessing you? If you don't believe that God is through blessing you, make a little bit of noise in the house. Come on, I believe for financial blessings, and I thank God for them, but it ain't all about money. I believe that God is going to keep cancer off of my back this year. I believe God is going to keep rebellion out of my house this year. I believe God is going to release joy. Because he ain't through blessing us. The Jewish people believed that God was the source of every blessing in their lives, and he would never run out of blessings. Here is what I came to tell you. God will never, ever, ever run out of blessings. They believed that God had provided and ripened the wheat and the barley. And they believed if he was good for the wheat and the barley, he'd be good for the date, the pomegranate, the fig, the grape, and the olive. And in 2020, I declare in faith that God's going to provide for you and your family. I declare there's not a battle you're going to get in that God's not going to give you the power to overcome. I declare that the Lord is on your side and he doesn't back losers, honey. God backs winners. And even if you got to fight, you're going to win in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, see, it was so amazing to me because not only did those precious people bring their gifts to the Lord, they brought their children with them. Often their children would carry a small gift. But they wanted the next generation to see them honoring God. And their children would see them giving joyously to God. See, you're making an impact on your children in the way that you love and worship and put God first. The Jews would come to Jerusalem joyfully bringing their first fruits. And here's what really was beautiful to me. They came bearing those gifts on their heads. They carried the gifts on top of their heads. This was symbolic to me because the head represents the mind. And when they brought their first fruits offering to the Lord, they have made up their mind that they were going to remember God and put the Lord first. So I need to ask somebody in the room today, are there any, is there anything that you've made up your mind about in 2020? Okay, I, I, I said, has there anybody you've made up your mind about serving God? I want to hear from the people that have decided to follow Jesus. Tell somebody around you, say, I made up my mind. Yeah, yeah, I made up my mind about giving. I made up my mind about serving. I have made up my mind that defeat is not an option. I shall walk in victory. I made up my mind that I'm not going to be consumed or controlled by depression. This year, the joy of the Lord is going to be my strength. I made up my mind about breakthrough. I made up my mind about my children. Devil, you can't have not one of them. I made up my mind about perseverance. I made up 
my mind about every obstacle that you want to put in my way. It's got to move because mountains have to move and every chain is loose. Come on. I made up my mind about moving on from my past. I'm not going to live by my past. I'm going to be excited about my future. I made up my mind. I'm walking in my purpose. I made up my mind. I'm going to praise him more in 2020. I'm going to shout a little more in 2020. I'm going to give him a little more glory in 2020. Anybody in the house that has a made up mind, come on, give him praise. Huh. Now, amazingly, and what I love in this lesson is that the children of Israel were actually dealing with oppression in this time that they were joyfully bringing their first fruits to the Lord. The Romans had overcome them, and the Romans actually outlawed first fruits giving because the Romans would set up roadblocks in order to stop the Jewish people from bringing the first fruits to the Lord. They wanted to consume everything. The Romans didn't want the Jews to have anything for God. And see, the devil wants to consume everything, but the devil is a liar. And the amazing thing was that even though the Romans had outlawed it, the Jews had made up their minds. So even if it caused them to get a beating, they said, we are not going to be detoured from bringing this first fruits to the Lord. So as I was sitting in, in the Temple Institute in Jerusalem, studying this out, I found out that the Jews would walk around every roadblock they would literally, if it took walking miles another direction or miles around a roadblock to bring their first fruits, they did whatever it took to get that to God because they made up their minds. Now, when it comes to giving to God and first fruits, the enemy will do everything he can to throw up roadblocks before you and stop you from honoring God with your first fruits. He'll say, you know, y'all, that church cares about is money. They just care about money. That's one of them money preachers. All he cares about is money. The devil will tell you, you can't really do that. You know, all that preacher ever preaches about is money. Y'all know that's a lie. If you come to Calvary, I preach about your marriage. I preach about your job. I preach about your bedroom. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I preach about sex. I preach about rebellion. Y'all don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. I preach about healing. I preach about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I preach about power. Come on, somebody give God a praise if you're glad where we preach about it all. And let me tell you, I have not even one single solitary agenda here because I myself am sacrificing and giving. Dawn and I are about to sow our most sacrificial first seed, uh, first fruit seed that we've ever given. We're legacy given throughout the year because we've made up our mind that we are not going to let the devil stop us. Both of my children who were, are working jobs now, they have committed. I'm shocked at how they radically committed to give the first fruits. I have no agenda in this, but I have made up my mind. How Hallelujah, that I'm going to honor God first. I dare you right now. If you got a made up mind, make a little noise in the room right now. Now, as I studied this thing out, I was so amazed that they would take these offerings and, and, and they would wrap them in something called weed grass, not the kind that uh, your neighbor has smoked through the years. Come on, somebody. 
Hallelujah. Maybe not your neighbor, but somebody on your row. Look down and see if you can figure out who it is. You know what? They, you think it's them, and they have pointed you out and said, it's you. Come on. But the weed grass was a very tall, it was a tall grass, and they would take their precious offerings, and they would wrap it up in weed grass. And I thought to myself, man, if you're going to bring an offering to the Lord, why in the world would you tie it up in a weed grass ribbon? Why wouldn't you, if you're bringing it to God, wrap it in spun silk or spun gold? Wrap it in a precious, beautiful uh, uh, piece, of, piece of cloth. Why would you do something like that? And the Lord began to speak to me. He said, weed grass represents something that has had no value. It was just weeds, but the weed grass held it all together. Now, it was just a weed, and the weed grass seemed worthless, but it held that valuable offering together. And here's what the Lord dropped in my spirit. He said, the weed grass represents our faith. It may not seem like much, but it's holding everything together. Oh, come on, people will look at you and act like your faith in Jesus ain't much. The world will look at you and say your faith in God is unfounded. The world will look at you and say no need to have faith in God, but they don't know like you know that it has been your faith in God that has held it all together. It was faith in God that held it together when that man walked out on you. It was faith in God when you got that doctor's report. It was faith in, hey, come on, be cute about it. Not only has faith held you together in the past, faith is holding you together right now. One, two, three, give God a shout. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor. I need a 10-second praise break because my faith in God has held it all together. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know how hard it's been. You don't know how many times I said, God, I don't understand it, but I got faith in God that you will hold it all together. Now, check it out. So this is the year of the mouth. It's the year of declaration. It's the year of tasting. So the Bible said in Job 22, 28, you will declare a thing and it will be established. Now what I love about the Jews is they are meticulous date keepers. They would keep dates and from the Torah, they would study out and they would ask the Spirit, and then they would do thorough studies, and it would be passed from generation to generation. They believed that certain things occurred on the anniversary of first fruits. And so we are going to declare those things that occurred for the Jews will occur for us. That if God did it before, I said, if God did it before, somebody give him praise if you believe he can do it again. Number one, the children of Israel crossed the Red Sea and God eliminated their enemies once and for all. Exodus 14, 34 and 14, and Moses said to the people, do not be afraid, stand still and see the salvation 
of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you will see them again no more till next week. You will see them no more till next year. You will see them again no more forever. For the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. There are some battles you fought, you're not gonna fight anymore. There are some enemies you've seen, you're not gonna see them anymore. There's some drama you had, you're not gonna have that drama anymore. I need somebody to give God a praise if you're ready for some things to be over. I'm ready for some drama to be over. I'm ready for some problems to be over. Somebody shout no more. Powerful. Here it is. The obstacle of the Red Sea is in front of them. The enemy is hounding them from behind. But God took care of what was behind them and what was in front of them. Give me, give me some, give me some C. Come on, come on, boys. Come on. Jackie, come up here and bring some beauty up here. Come on. Come up here, Christian. Hallelujah. Now, here was the problem. Here was the problem. You guys are going to be the, the Red Sea. And, and, and here was the issue. The Red Sea was in front of them. And the enemy, come on, come on, big boy. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Captain. Let's go. Come on, come on, Tennille, you too. Captain and Tennille, get it? You got to be old. Yeah, come on. Y'all can't even laugh about love. Love will keep us together. That's the Captain Antonio. Come on, don't be religious on me. You know we don't play that religious game. So here's the deal. So you got the enemy behind them and the Dead Sea in front of them. So the enemy, y'all don't, don't, don't come yet. The enemy's trying to be serious about it. Come on. The enemy is pursuing them and the Red Sea is in front of them. So they got an obstacle in front of them and they got an enemy behind them. But God said, stand still. For I am going to fight for you. And the enemies that you see, you will see no more. You got obstacles in front of you this year. But I believe in the mighty name of Jehovah that as you put your hand out in faith, that stuff is going to move out of the way. Y'all begin to move right now. Come on, begin to move right now. But the enemy is still coming. The enemy's still coming. He's coming after you, but stop. There comes the Red Sea surround them. And everything that was trying to get you is going to be blocked. And everything in front of you has got to move. I need somebody that's ready for that. Give God a shout right now. All right. So we're going to make a declaration. Raise up your hands because remember, you will decree a thing and it will be established. Say, because God is first. Say, I declare that God is taking care of what's in front of me and behind me. And wherever I am, there will be peace. Number two, 
Haman was hung in the gallows that he prepared for Mordecai, story of Esther. They believe this happened on the anniversary of first fruits. If God did it before, he can do it again. Okay, Esther 7:10. So they hanged Haman on the gallows that he prepared for Mordecai. Then the king's wrath subsided. Ugh. In other words, the plot and the scheme that the enemy had against Mordecai and the Jews was reversed. Look at someone and say, divine reversal. Ah, 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 ah. Look at the person, the other person next to you and say, divine reversal. Yeah, yeah, there you're about to step into a season where you can't reverse it and you can't change it and you can't take care of it, but there's about to be a moment of divine reversal. The gallows that had been built for Mordecai wound up being the gallows where Haman was hung. I'm trying to tell you the pit the devil has dug for you. He's going to fall in it himself. The enemy meant for evil, but God is about to reverse it for your good. There is a divine turnaround coming to somebody's family. There is a divine turnaround coming to somebody's city. There is a divine turnaround coming to somebody's children who's ready for a divine turnaround. There's things that have been looking like they've been heading the wrong way. They think it's been looking like it's been heading the wrong way, but God said it's about to turn around. Children about to turn around. Marriages are about to turn around. Finances are about to turn around. Come on, families are about to turn around. Companies are about to turn around. Churches are about to turn around. Come on, America is about to turn around. Divine reversal. I need about this. I need somebody that can praise him with me to praise him right now for divine. Divine reversal. Mainland High School, divine reversal. Daytona. Daytona State, divine reversal. Bethune-Cookman University, divine reversal. Come on, come on, Seabreeze, divine reversal. Somebody give God praise for divine reversal. In Palm Coast, divine reversal. All right, remember, we decree a thing and it'll be established. Declaration is power. So raise your hands and say, I declare that God is reversing every plot and every scheme of the enemy in my life. He's turning it. He's turning it. He's turning it for my good and for his glory. This is my year of divine reversals. In the end, I will see utter and complete victory and breakthrough in every area of my life. Can I find a church in Ormond Beach that will believe God with me? The Jewish people on the anniversary tasted the first fruits of the promised land after centuries in bondage.
And 40 years in the desert, they tasted what they had never tasted before. Remember, this is the pay. This is the new decade. Pay in Hebrew means the mouth. So this is the year that we speak, decree, and declare, but we also taste some things. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. This is the year we taste, but not just a little bit. Come on. This year we taste abundance. Come on, somebody. Psalms 8110 says, for it was I, the Lord your God, who rescued you. Don't you sit out here and be cute. He said, I rescued you. Don't you act like you did it by yourself. He said, I rescued you. He said, you thought you were, uh, come on, somebody. You, you, you thought you missed the moment. God said, I took you out of that because I was rescuing you. I rescued you out of that house. I rescued you out of that job. I rescued you out. <laughs> he rescued you from the land of Egypt. Now, here's good. Here's good, here's good. He said, open your mouth wide and I will fill it with good things. My goodness, bring it up on the screen. Y'all got me preaching without it here. Here it is. He said, open your mouth wide and I will fill it with good things. Is there anybody in 2020? Now, you don't have problems opening your mouth wide any other time, but I dare you right now. Just open your mouth wide and say, God, whatever you want me to taste this year, send it on down. Send it on down. <laughs> some of y'all took it to the next level. I see some of y'all going, you know, for us that are finishing fasting, I want you to open your mouth wide like you're about to open it at this lunchtime. Come on now, my wife, we've been, we've been fasting meats and sweets, but Dawn always takes it to another level. We can't have sugar, but we can't even have honey. We've been having stevia. We haven't had any cheese. We haven't had any eggs. I'm so tired of oatmeal and broccoli. The devil is a liar. Come on, y'all. If you, if you send me a Brussels sprout, I'm gonna put it I'm gonna put it in a slingshot and shoot it back at you in the name of the Lord of hosts. I'm ready for good things. And the Lord said to me, he said, get ready for good things. I said, good things. I said, good things. I said, good things. Y'all get mad at me, I got Popeyes coming for lunch. I ain't playing. They didn't have, I, 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 didn't, I couldn't eat on my birthday cause I just had my birthday and I turned 23. You know, 26 to the power of two, divided by four. Come on, somebody. I just, I, and I couldn't have the good food, but let me tell you, at lunchtime, it is on like Donkey Kong, because not only am I having Popeyes, I'm having pizza, too, in the name of Jesus. Not only am I having pizza, I'm having red velvet cake and cheesecake and brownies and ice cream. I'm on party like it's 1999. Come on, somebody. I ain't playing up in here, and I'm telling you in the same way that I'm going to have good things at lunch. I'm about to have some good things that are going to manifest in my life and in my church and in my family. Tell your neighbor, open your mouth wide. If you're ready for revival, give God a great praise right now. Don't bring me nothing fat-free sugar-free, low-cow. It ain't like that today. We might do it tomorrow, but today, mm-hmm, fry it. 
<laughs> Don't you think I'm gonna set the skin on the side either, baby? I'm eating that skin like I own it. Because I'm gonna taste some things. I only want to hear from the people who want to taste some good things this year. I want to hear from the people who want to taste the goodness of God this year. So raise your hands and say, because God is first, I declare that I will do more than see what God says. I will touch and taste the promises of God for my life and testify of the goodness of the Lord. Say, so open my mouth wide, wide to receive every blessing and every great thing God has in store for my life. Number four, I'm getting ready to close. You know what that means? Nothing. Number four, Noah's Ark came to rest on Mount Ararat. That may not sound like much, but let me teach you the moment. Then the ark rested in the seventh month on the 17th day. Number seven, you've heard me teach it many times, the number of rest in the Bible. The 17th day on the mountains of Ararat. That may not sound powerful until you understand that Ararat, the trans, uh, translated means the place of the reverse of the curse. How many of you know that it's time for some curses to be reversed? The enemy is a great cursor, but God is a greater blesser. So God's about to reverse the curse. God's about to reverse some things. When you get in your car and you want to go somewhere, what do you do? You put it in reverse because you're backing up. God gave me this revelation this week. He said, you tell the people there's some things that are about to back up. The devil was coming against you, but he's got to back up. Not only that. The Bible said that the ark came to rest. It came to rest. It came to rest on Mount Ararat. I'm declaring that this year some things are going to settle down. I'm declaring that this year will not be a year of drama, but this year God is going to settle some things down. He's going to settle some children down. He's going to settle a son down. He's going to settle a daughter down. He's going to settle some financial issues down. He's going to settle some attacks down. I dare you to give God praise if you're ready for the Lord to settle some things down. Yeah, I'm not going to be worried this year. I'm not going to be fearful this year. I'm not going to be anxious this year because God is going to settle it down. I dare you right now to tell your neighbor God's about to settle some things down in your life. God is about to settle some things down and then reverse. You put your car in reverse. It starts backing up. Let me tell you, this year, you need to let the devil know, devil, you got to back up. You got to back up off of my children. You got to back up off of my joy. You back up, devil. Back up off of my man. Back up. Back up. Back up off of my joy. Back up off of my purpose. Devil, you got to back up. That attack has got to back up. Those words have got to back up. Somebody give God a shout if you're ready for some things to back up. Raise your hands and do this with me. Say, because God is first. Say, I declare. Say, I declare that God is reversing every curse and bringing my life into rest. And that despite my storm, I will settle in this season firmly planted in the promises of God. This year, 
I command Satan and every attack of the enemy. Back up, 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 devil. Say, as his attacks back up, I will supernaturally be thrust forward into new victory, new power, and new open doors. Hey! Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, so you can sit there and be cute. But I gotta give God praise because I'm putting him first. Tell that same neighbor, say neighbor. Say if God is first, say then I am next. God is first, then I am. Come on, if you want to be next for whatever God wants to do in your city, in your family, in your church, one, two, three, give him a praise in here. So be seated and let me give you a little instruction. I don't want you to run out after you give because I'm going to wave that offering before the Lord. Today I, I'm going to be like your priest, your high priest. You say, well, why, why in the world are you going to be the high priest? Because you ain't the pastor. So I... <laughs> so I I have the privilege of waving that before the Lord. And there's some instructions that I want to give you. Now, now we are giving our first fruits, and then many of us are giving legacy giving. That means we're going to give beyond our first fruits. Don and I last night took our hands together and, and we prayed. And we were given our most sacrificial seed ever in a first fruits and in, in a legacy gift we sat there and we identified the things we were believing God for and we did it from our hearts we, we have no agenda because I'm giving myself because I'm tired of leaders who 
who talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. That's just me personally. Don't, don't just tell me how to live. Show me how to live. Don't you sit around and seduce every woman in the church and then get mad when people leave the house. That's a whole nother story, but I'll leave that alone. We need some spiritual fathers who will show people this is the way walk you therein. So we're going to give our most sacrificial gift and we're going to bring it to God today because we need some breakthroughs. And the power of it all is this. When you put God first, then you're next. I want everyone who's giving today, I want you to understand that this is a legacy gift. So we're giving toward our kids center. Everything that comes in is going to go right over there. Now, you say, well, Pastor, I don't even have any kids now in the kids center anymore. But you know what? You need to give for somebody else's kids. You need to give for a child that may not be serving God right now. I'm thinking about Pastor Jennifer. She was a kid in our kids' church. My daughter, Courtney, Channing, many of your children. And they heard the gospel sitting right in kids ministry and the Lord spoke to me he said it's all about legacy now should Jesus tarry there's kids that have not even been born yet who will get saved and healed and called in that building right there your children my grandchildren are going to be changed in that building. I think about the times when I, I wasn't serving God, but I sat in churches and heard messages that drove me to my knees when I had never sowed a penny. Somebody before me had created legacy for me. And I'm standing today on somebody else's shoulders. I'm standing, so are you. You didn't finance the church you were saved in. You didn't make a way. God used people before you. So everyone today, even if you're giving online or via text, here's what I want you to do. Even if you're giving by text, I want you to get an envelope in your hand that says my sacred commitment on top. And in the middle of the envelope, my sacred seed today and a blank. And I want you to write there what you're going to give. Now, we're not going to judge your giving. We've got people who've given big amounts of money. We've got people who've given a few dollars. It's not equal giving, it's equal sacrifice. Remember, it's the first. Some give the first day, many give the first week or first two weeks. Some of us are giving the first month because we're trusting God at that level. And so, this is your moment to text to give. And today you would text the keyword first. So if you're texting to give, but I want you to also write it in the envelope, and I have a reason for that. Then you'll see an area right to the right that says that I want to make a legacy monthly gift. Now, here's what we're trying to do. I'm going to give you the play-by-play. -play. That expansion that we're doing over there is $1.2 million. You say, well, preacher, that's a lot of money. Well, I serve a lot of God, and we have a lot of people. And it's not a lot of money when we all pull together. Can I get a witness? Because little as much when God is in it. So that building 
is 1.2. Now, we saved back $500,000 of your giving through the last few years because we wanted to have in place what we needed to get that building started. So what you're seeing is the money that we saved. You ought to give God a shout that we already have that money put back. Now, just from the, our precious staff and leaders, this week, they let us know that they're given $125,000 just from our staff and leaders. Somebody ought to give God praise for our staff, for our team. So if you do the math, that's $625,000. How many of you know we already halfway there? I need the people who are excited that your church is already halfway there. So that legacy giving is going to say, you know, I'm going to give $100 a month or $25 a month. Some of you may be able to give even more than that. Pastor Dawn and I, I'm writing, I'm preaching, I'm doing everything I can. I'm going to give $1,000 a month above my giving. Now, that's just me. You don't have to do what I'm doing. But I'm telling you I'm all in. I'm telling you that I'm, I'm believing that we're going to have a legacy building that's going to make Chuck E. Cheese a shame. Come on, somebody. That, that's where kids are going to want to go. Today, as you give, I want to declare the blessings of the Lord. Pastor Troy, can you hand me an envelope, please, buddy? But here's the most important thing to me. And here's why, even if you're giving on your phones, here's why I want you to do this. On the back, it says, in 2020, I'm believing God for. Now, I'm going to take these every Wednesday. I'm leading. My small group is going to be a prayer group. We're going to meet in the chapel every Wednesday for the hour of power. And we're going to pray. And we're going to seek God. And every Wednesday, I want to put my hands on this belief for you. That God's going to move for you. That God's going to move in the ways that you need him to move. And I want, and, and, and listen, even if you don't have money to give, you, you put a card in there anyway. And I want to pray for you. Because some of us has made up our mind that in 2020 we're going to see breakthroughs. Somebody make a little noise if you're going to see a breakthrough in 2020. Now, I want everybody to get your seed together. I want everybody to get your first fruits together. And we're going to do something really radical. We're about to take this up a notch. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Holler at them. No, no. Come on. I, I want you to, I'd like for you to holler at them like you holler at your children when they get on your last nerve. Say, neighbor. Say, if God is first, then you are next. Let me hear from all the people that are next. Come on, single mom, if you're next, make a little noise. Thank you again for listening to this message. We pray that it inspired you in every single way. For more information about Calvary Christian Center or to give, you can go to calvaryfl.com and be sure to subscribe and like this podcast. And we will see you next week here on the Calvary FL Podcast.